Hush, hush. I thought I heard her calling my name, and I was right. There is a deep purple iPhone 14 Pro, and I am loving this color. We're going to talk about that and everything else that Apple discussed, or at least everything else that's of interest to us and we think of is of interest to you, digging into some of the specs of what Apple discussed at their Far Out Man event here on Mac Geek Gab, episode 945 for Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. <laughs> Greetings, folks, and indeed, welcome to Mac Geek Gab, the show where you normally send in your questions, your tips, and your cool stuff found to feedback at MacGeekGab.com, and we answer those for you, and we will be doing that on schedule again next week, like we do every week. Today, though, the three of us just finished watching, actually, many of us, not just the three of us recording this show, but many of us just finished watching Apple's Far Out event, and uh, we're going to talk about what we saw and what jumped out at us not just the deep purple color but uh but pretty much uh, everything else that jumped out at us and that's what we're doing today sponsors for this episode include bb edit from barebone software we'll talk more about that a little bit later for now here up in the studio in durham new hampshire i'm dave hamilton and here up in what i call my office um though you could call it a studio no you can't i gotta i gotta get padding and stuff like that um, but anyways, here in Fairfield, Connecticut, this is Jonathan Braun. And here in Indianapolis, Indiana, in my remote studio, <laughs> Pilot Pete, getting ready to go on the road tonight, guys, but uh, couldn't pass up the chance to join you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we all watched the event. I'm glad we're all here and, and here meaning, you know, uh, virtually. Wherever here is, yeah, there yeah, we are. It's always <laughs> been this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let's let's start with the iPhone, and and I don't know that we will we will make sure to delineate between the fourteen and the fourteen Pro. In fact, obviously, the first thing we need to do is mourn the lost, celebrate the short existence of the iPhone Mini. Uh, I'm I'm sad that that this iPhone 13 Mini will be my my last iPhone mini, but you know, it's mm-hmm. fine. And actually might make a great camera here now that, cause I don't think anybody in my house wants it. And with that whole new, you know, iPhone can be your webcam thing coming in iOS uh, 16 and, and Mac OS Ventura and all that. Maybe, maybe that just becomes my camera here in the studio and maybe for you too, John, I don't know. Uh, so we will celebrate. Yeah, I'm still rocking the 12 mini. And I, I agree with you. I like the form factor. It's yeah. handy. It goes in my pocket without, you know, breaking my pants or, or anything. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I really like that form factor, but they decided not to go with it. Yeah, I think so, it was uh, you, me, and, and like two other people liked it, John. I think that was it. So, but that's fine. So we're moving on. But what, what did happen is the hole in the lineup left by the departure of the mini is now filled by what they're calling the plus size of the iPhone 14, not to be confused with the iPhone 14 Pro Max, right? So, which which gets very confusing and all that good stuff. But uh, but yeah, we've got a 6.1 and a 6.7 inch version of both 
the non-pro and the pro iPhone 14. And uh, I, I, that's cool. So, you know, there you, th- th- here we are. It's how it is. Uh, other than that, and I think that's interesting. Um, I, the other thing I want to point out, and, and I know we're jumping all over the place here, is in terms of distinctions between phones, if we look at the pro line of iPhones, there is, as we said, the 14 Pro at 6.1 inches, the 14 Pro Max at 6.7. What's interesting is that it turns out, guys, that size does matter because it size is the only thing differentiating the two 14 Pro models. No longer is the camera different from one to the other, as has been the case with, I believe, every Pro Max iPhone in the past. It's always had a better camera, if I'm not, if memory's not mistaking me. But now, even on the tech spec screen, like I, I watched the thing and it was my first note or one of them was like, wait, 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 what happened here? And I went to the tech spec screen as soon as they put it up online to see if it was two columns of camera specs or one column of camera specs. And it is one column of camera specs, which confirms what uh, what I interpreted and and what we all interpreted, which is that there is the only difference between the 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max is size. So it means that I can go to the 14 Pro and get the best camera available on an iPhone without having to go, you know, to, to filling my pocket with a, with a plus the, size phone. To the max. To yeah. the max. <laughs> to the max. There you go. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it, yeah, but, I mean, the stuff that they mentioned I, is always expected. So, you know, the pixels are better. The aperture is better. The low light performance is better. Um, here's one thing that jumped out at me though, which uh, did not happen um, with the prior phones. Autofocus on the front camera. Yes. Now, if you guys remember, autofocus was a thing that made me hate using my iPhone camera until I think the eight, I think, finally, uh, or no, anti-jitter they had. I'm sorry. Yeah. But still, so that's not a huge deal, but it's, it's, and then they introduced the photonics engine, which for those of you that don't know, no, it's not a photon torpedo. Photons are light, and whether it's a wave or a particle, we'll never know. But um, so basically, this thing gives you superior resolution and superior low light performance. Yeah, um, better than the last. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's mostly computational photography, right? I I, I think is is that photonic engine. It, it, yeah, it, you know, there's ML and there's all sorts of yeah. smarts. In there. I believe they said 16 trillion calculations per shot. I'm like, yeah. how do they how do they count those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do they know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they because because there's a lot of counts it for them. <laughs> yeah, well, because there's but they, but a, a team of programmers mm-hmm. that write this yeah. stuff and ML is a huge part of it. Like they, like yeah. it's interesting. I was having dinner with a friend not that long ago who pointed out that Apple is more of a camera company than a phone company. And that's kind of, it's, it's not untrue. And it's also it's, not untrue that this person uh, may or may not be an Apple employee, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. It may actually know what he's talking about. It may or may not. That's correct. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, it, I know it's nothing. weird though, because one would think that, 
in order to take superior photographs, you need a DSLR, like a, a Canon or Sony or whoever. But the thing is, these guys do, from what I know about optics, these guys do freaking amazing things with such a tiny little lens. I just oh, look yeah. at that tiny little lens. And then when I look at the pictures, I'm like, wow, that's not bad. Yeah, no, it, oh, well, it is, it's high water. But it is, it, it's not just the lens, right? To your point, it's a tiny little lens. Is it now 48 megapixels? Turns out, yes. But, oh, yes. But it doesn't matter as much as the software that processes the, the image data and actually makes it look good, right? I mean, it, well, it's, it's a marriage between the two, but the, the, the hardware would not alone would not do nearly what we were seeing. Um, so it's interesting. It, it, we have a comment from James in the uh, live.macgeekab.com chat here. How do we get machine learning, the term machine learning, to stop sounding so buzzwordy? And I, I agree. It's one of those terms that you say it to people and it, it, it immediately just sort of, you know, ends the conversation unless you're amongst nerds and even sometimes amongst nerds. Right. So I like the best way I can. It, the, the the fastest way I can explain machine learning is pattern matching, right? That's that's what's happening here is you are teaching the computer to match patterns and then learn from those patterns it, it, when you when you present it with a very, very large set of data and uh, and, and and it can do some interesting things. And, and a lot of what we're seeing with the computational photography is has got to be based on machine learning. I would, I, I, I can't imagine it's anything else because they can just throw all these things at it and say, okay, here's the picture we took. Here's, here's what it actually looked like. Can you, you know, go find the differences in it. And computers are really good at, at finding the differences and, and doing those things. Would you, would you explain it a different way, John? Um, you know, to me, I would kind of weave machine learning in with AI or artificial intelligence Okay, but 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 distill both of those. Now now you have to to now your job is is to take both of those things, machine learning and artificial intelligence, and make them sound less buzzwordy, right? So how would you yes. describe AI or machine learning to someone that that doesn't want to know either of those terms? Um, typically, from what I understand, of people that have worked in this area, they basically feed a computer algorithm all of these in this case, pictures. Sure. And they're like, okay, let me feed it the raw data and then let me see what happens. And, oh, that looks terrible. Um, let's, you know, maybe crank up the focus, crank up the exposure, crank down the shutter speed, do this or that. So as far as I know, they created a model that will take existing photos and then figure out how to make them look better. Yeah, but I, and I think I think yeah. pattern matching is probably the right you know, a, an analysis that involves pattern matching is exactly what it, what it's doing. A again, we're we're oversimplifying, but th th that was the question. <laughs> it's like, how yeah. do you oversimplify? No, I think, this? I think yeah. that's it, though, Dave. You, you're right. It's a pattern matching and, and some outside the box thinking like they talk yes. about the, uh, you know, the quad pixel where it groups the four pixels together to to get better light capturing and right. then got a, an improvement in the low light over the 13. Are you kidding me? You could take a picture in a black room with yeah. a 13. Oh yeah. That, yeah. How is it going to be improved on that? How, how much how better do we knows? need? 
Like, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, this is just shy of uh, monochrome, uh, NV- you know, it's like color NVGs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the low light on these things is spectacular. Yeah. And they're saying the yeah. t- even the telephoto lens is two times better for low light, um, which is just everything's two times better. The ultra wide's up to three times better. So, yeah, I, I found that part of things interesting. I I am the the uh well as a member of the band Bitter Pill, quite popular, I'll, I'll point out, and I'm I'm very happy for that. I was also very happy to see Apple trade in the notch for uh the notch that everybody hated for their own version of a bitter pill that everybody will also hate taking up space on their phone. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, not I sure I'm not sure why we had to get rid of the notch and, and go with a bitter pill. Like what's the if you're still carving out space, I'm not I'm not convinced yet that that sliver of of screen that they, you know, put above the notch to form the bitter pill, uh, a.k.a. Dynamic Island, if you're Tim Cook. But I'm going to call it a bitter pill here because, uh, you know, branding. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure of the value of that. However, Apple says it is an entirely new iPhone experience because we've gone from a notch to the bitter pill. But that whole dynamic island is a space that will have like interactive alerts and status that that will dynamically change depending on what your phone is doing. So I'm curious about that. I I don't know. what, What were your thoughts? I mean, these are... This is an episode full of hot takes because the event ended less than an hour ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, from what I understand, Dave, to me, the notch was a UI nightmare for developers. And the bitter and pill's like, not going to be? Um, it, it looked smoother. I'll have to see. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to get a 14. I think I may because I'm on a 12 mini right now. So, sure. you know, it's getting to end of life kind yep. of. End of nerd life. Battery. I'm still yeah. happy with the battery life. It lasts sure. a day, um, which for a phone of this size is pretty amazing. But um, yeah, I just never liked the concept of trying to squeak out some extra pixels and putting a sensor at the top there. It's just. Uh, yeah, it, just I me. think I think it does what the phone already does anyway. Like if you're on your text app and you get an alert from. Uber is they or Lyft is they used in the show as an example. You're going to get the notification anyway. Like, hey, you know, your ride's arriving now. Or it's yeah, it's it more than that though, Pete. It, it is. I get that. It, yeah. I get it's that dynamic island, but I'm like, eh, it's capable it's, of this. Already, it's a bitter pill, Pete. It's a it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. right exactly yep. exactly. So I'm I'm not enthralled with that portion of it. No, I'm not. I am eager. It, it, so I I will almost certainly get up on Friday or whatever time I have to to do this. Do I stay up late Thursday night? I haven't. I don't. I again, the thing ended less than an hour ago. We're not entirely sure of times right here. Maybe somebody in the chat knows and will tell us. But whatever time, I either stay up late Thursday night or you know get up early Friday morning and and order a 14 Pro. Um, in deep purple, obviously, obviously. And uh, I'm eager to see the always on display. That part, I, that was a huge selling point for me. And and quite frankly, it was even better than I thought it would be with when I upgraded to an Apple watch, you know, from the OG watch that didn't have the always on to, to one that does that. Like on the watch, it made a huge difference. Uh, 
I, whether it'll make a difference on the phone or not, I don't know, but I'm curious to see, uh, you know, I've, I've learned over the years that I'm not entire, I'm not always right about how I'm going to feel about Apple's, uh, let's call them innovations slash changes, right? You know, I, I was mm-hmm. the one that thought the iPod was a stupid idea and even <laughs> asked the question, why would I want to have all my music in my pocket? Obviously I was wrong and it didn't take <laughs> but a month for me to realize that, but uh, you know, so I'm curious. I, I'm not. Oh, I'm not as eager for the always on display in the iPhone Pro, iPhone 14 Pro as I as I was with the Apple Watch. But I'm I am I am open minded about it for sure. So, okay. But enough about the camera. All right. Well, we weren't talking the about things the that really we moved on past the camera. <laughs> the display is not yeah, the camera. I'm trying to move things along. Here, okay, which is unusual, but I'm going to try. Okay. Um, here are the things that jumped out at me though in the phone. Okay. Is crash detection. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. And, and what better device to put it on? I mean, they did they put it in the watch as well, which we'll get to in a moment. But the thing is, what better device? Because almost everybody, or at least I do, uses my phone in the car for GPS. So what better place to have something to detect if you rolled your car over and stuff? And and I thought the video of that was was very interesting. So that aspect of adding that to the phone and or the OS is neat. I think the sensors were already there. But then here's the thing that really... They they added... Wait, where did they add new... They added new sensors to the watch. Sorry, I'm getting myself confused. I want to pause on that, though, John, because as you were saying, as you were talking about that, uh, it made me think, where better place? Well, here's the reality. Your car knows when you've been in a crash. And there's a lot of data points that it has about this. It decides when to deploy the airbag, right? I mean, some of that's a physical switch, but the car certainly knows that the airbag's been deployed. It, I'm sure the car knows if it has rolled over. Like there are sensors. Your Mm -hmm. car has more sensors than any phone or watch combined, right? So I'm wondering if CarPlay 2 will have some way of the car informing the phone, hey, here are my heuristics that let me decide I just was in a crash. Put those in your pipe and smoke them, right? Figure out, oh, yeah. right? Like, like factor that into whether or not you're going to make this emergency phone call because the car should absolutely be involved in that conversation at the very least to provide data to the phone so that it can, you know, factor all of that in. Absolutely. And here's why, because let's say your phone's sitting on the passenger seat. And yeah. you hit the brakes suddenly, and that phone goes flying forward and tumbles and hits, and it's been in an accident. You haven't. <laughs> so, right. So that that secondary factor by CarPlay talking back to the to uh, the phone would be ideal because now you're driving along and the thing's down on the floor and it's calling the. Yeah, well, yeah, you've got a 10 second timer on the floor that you can't yeah. reach. And oh, by the way, you did just have an incident where you had to slam on your brakes. So I'm not sure that this is yeah. the right time to be digging around with your eyes below right. the dash. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I think that may be uh, if, if they haven't looked at it. Are you listening to us, Apple? Yeah. Get, get mm-hmm. CarPlay to talk back to the phone. <laughs> I guarantee you they talked about it. They, they know about yeah. this. Right. Yeah. I mean, but the, yeah. but like that's that's a. To me, that's an important thing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. So that was cool. And then the other cool thing, which was rumored to actually be in prior iPhones, but they didn't activate. Remember the Bluetooth days when they had Bluetooth in the device, but they didn't turn it on? Um, Anyways, to get to it, 
emergency services via satellite. Yep. So the phone can now talk to satellites. Now, you're not going to do voice calls on this. I think it's only for, you know, little messages like, oops, something terrible may have happened. Right. Um, but to be able to talk, I, I'm going to guess they're low orbit. What What is the name of those? But John, you stole my thunder, though. Yeah, because uh, I've carried, when I bought my boat years and years and years ago and since sold it, but I went out on the advice of a friend who was in the Coast Guard, bought myself a PLB, a personal locator beacon, because he said that turns our search and rescue mission into a rescue mission. We know where mm-hmm. you are. And this is huge. Um, and they covered it in there that, look, uh, you know, it's limited text. And if you we happen to need to get the information to an agency that only will talk to you via voice, you aren't going to be talking to them via satellite phone. But our people will transmit that message on your behalf. You know, here they are. They're, you know, somebody's injured. They need yeah. help, et cetera, et cetera. And it looks like they said two years free. So it looks like it's going to be a fee-based service. Well, they, I, I think they're reserving the right to make it a fee-based service, right? Like yeah. they, they get to decide. And the nice part is by putting two years free out there, they don't, I, I guarantee you, Apple doesn't even know what the price will be, right? Like they, they, no, they sure. don't need to, <laughs> no one that gets it will need to pay for two years. So, um, and they may choose to Wait, just that, make it free uh, for any iPhone owner or part of your iCloud. They, do that. They, they may, I'll be shocked if they do that because satellite com is yeah. expensive yeah but it, it, let's say they roll it into your apple one subscription pricing at, you know you at, yeah, at some yeah. minimum tier you just get that and then you're good to sure. go who knows who knows yeah. it yeah. it depends on how much good pr they get out of having this right like right well they, they certainly got it out of the watch uh, how many lives is that saved right including yeah. my own mother-in-law correct um, yeah, we and, talked about and, that right uh, here and there's and there's countless yeah. stories like that yeah exactly sure. yeah 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 yeah, I'm, so I think the phone's going to be the same way when you're off the grid and it can do satellite. That's you're I, right, John. That is. I was run. somewhat surprised to to not hear that previous phones would do this. Like for some reason, I I thought that the satellite chips that we had in the current crop of iPhones would be capable of this, but clearly not. Right? Yeah, it's you know it's it's a fourteen fourteen across the lineup, right? Fourteen and fourteen Pro. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Anything else on the iPhones 14, John or Pete? Uh, just it's got the new uh, chip. The what A, did they have? The A16. Like, A16. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So they did announce, which I think will make some of my photographer friends happy and make some of them cringe. But, oh, here's another raw format. Oh, yeah. But you can you can take. Take uh, was it another raw format or was it just? Well, they called it Pro Raw. I'm going to assume it's it's specific to that. that. I just heard that it was a raw format, so I missed that. Yeah, Yeah, Pro Raw at 48 megapixels is Pro Raw a new thing? I I don't think think so. so. I mean, Raw isn't a new thing. So Raw is a way to write out like as much data as possible. Pro Raw is not new. Pro Raw is is at least two years old, if not more. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I saw the page. Who it started. Here. Okay, they mentioned it, and I had never heard of it, so yeah. I just highlighted it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can do ProRAW at 48 megapixels now. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's going to work out all right. It's a lot of pixels, man. It's a lot of pixels, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the uh, the the 
um, I can't tell if this is the Pro or not. I think this is the regular one with the A15 Bionic. I'm just looking at Apple's feature grid for this, but I think we kind of hit all of the things on that. Yeah. How about the... Uh, all the, day battery life. The Pro. Yeah, all day. <laughs> sure. Let's see. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think we've uh I think we've covered the phone. So all right, so we have um we have the watch, we have AirPods to talk about. Um yeah. Oh. All right. It's time to talk about BB Edit from Barebones Software at Barebones.com. Longtime listeners, you know that BB Edit is an app that I have used for a very long time. It is almost always open on all of my Macs because I use it for so many different things. Sure, I'm a programmer, so I use it to do my coding because it has this great thing. It leaves your text alone, but on the screen, it subtly highlights things so that you can just have an easier visual flow through your code. It's good for more than just programming. It's good for anything you're going to do with text, including just comparing two text files. I can't tell you how valuable that is to be able to see on the screen. I've used diff from the command line. No, no, no. No, BB Edit actually shows me the lines and I can interact with it so much better. They go further than that, though. They've got this note system in there now because they know you're using it for text. So they just embraced this. You just start creating a note. And instead of having an untitled text document, it names it automatically with the beginning text of your notes. They've got a generous eval model, 30 days of full function to try out the app and a fresh eval period for all customers with older pre-14 versions who were running in free mode. You got to go to barebones.com slash store for all of that, or just barebones.com is a great place to start. And our thanks to Barebones and BB Edit for sponsoring this episode. All right, let's let's talk about the AirPods Gen 2 for a second here. Uh, I, I, I found this very interesting. I We talked actually just on, on the last episode that came out Monday about yeah. how, how much we like the AirPods Pro. And I, like... So they've added some things here, right? They they've put the H2 chip in. A, a bigger difference to me, though, was that they added a dynamic driver. Like I don't think the existing the first gen AirPods Pro have a driver in there. I thought it was just a balanced armature, maybe two balanced armatures. But this actually has a speaker in there that can move air. That makes a huge difference for the low end. Uh, and and really kind of creating that that actual bass sound as opposed to approximating it. So I, go ahead. There's no replacement for displacement. I think you told me once. David. I like that term. That's true. Yes, that's right. I think people Love mostly it. say that about car engines, right? But uh, but it does make a difference with speakers too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that jumped out at me. I could be wrong though. I maybe the current AirPods Pro have, uh, or the the first gen AirPods Pro have. Uh, dynamic driver, but I didn't think so. I thought I, I thought this this was very new. Uh, with iOS 16, and I've done this with the beta, you can personalize your spatial audio based on the shape of your ear. It uses the uh, the Face ID camera essentially because that's a 3D. It's able to take 3D models, and and it, you just take 3D models of your ears, and it will it will tune the spatial audio profile to match you better. Um, which wow. is, which is cool. Yeah. Hey, hey, as an aside, a couple of years ago, 
and I can't, I think, oh, crap. I want to say it was Hears, H-E-A-R-Z, but I think that was wrong. There's a company that uh, you that will make you custom fit like in ear monitors, like like you know, uh, like you know, rock and roll stars wear, uh, like I'm wearing right now, uh, where you use your iPhone camera to take those molds as opposed to having to go to an audiologist and actually have molds taken. Uh, and it, it works. It's pretty amazing. Um, but wow. anyway, uh, so there's that, but that's that you can do with your current AirPods. So, but it's a cool thing that's yeah. coming. They say that the noise canceling is tw- twice as good like that. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. The ja- she's out there with the jackhammer and yeah. like, you can barely hear it. Yeah. So, that it's impressive. That nice and then, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it like it's adaptive good. too. Like if you've got it in the transparency mode and, and it said it, it, it reacts. So it will go, put out dangerous levels quickly within thousandth of a second or something. I yeah. forget what that number was, yeah. but it was super fast. Um, here's the cool thing that you can't do with your current AirPods. You can't do a, a touch to turn your volume up and down. I find myself always screwing with my Apple Watch to turn my volume up and down. Yeah. So I like being able to turn up the volume, turn down the volume by t- just touching my ear. That'll be cool. Um, but here, here's the one that I know my daughter is going to like. the Essentially, the AirTag fun- functionality of the case. Yes. Yes. Find you, my they case. Speak, yes. They got the yeah, case and the speaker in the case. And, oh, by the way, you, if you're using your Qi charger for your phone, you can use your Apple Watch charger to charge your case. What? So, wh- yeah. Why is this the first time we've seen anything else function with the Apple Watch charger? I mean, well, as I'm asking that question, I think I have one answer. It is a low power charger. So if they had built yeah. the Apple Watch puck receptacle on the phone, it would take far too long to charge. So, but AirPods also a low power device, just like your Apple Watch. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Still, I would just like my Apple Watch to charge on a regular Qi charger. But no, <laughs> my kingdom for an Apple Watch that charges on a Qi charger. Yes. Right. Like, why is Are this? Are you listening, Apple? <laughs> why is this a thing? Like it's cool. Yeah. I I will say that though the puck and the magnet. Like, I mean, it is nice. Like, the mag safe, the, the mag, the pre mag safe, mag safe puck. It is nice because you, you, it creates options for charging your phone or charging your watch on your bedside table or whatever. But, um, but yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I'm six hours of listening time. Charger. Yeah. I'm into that on the, on the airport. Yeah. We're staying, we're staying up with the airport. Yeah. yeah. Up to 30 hours on the, uh, on the whole thing with the case recharges over and over again. And, yeah. uh, um, the, the lanyard for the yeah. uh, there's a lanyard yeah. for the case now, which I, I yeah. would imagine will be a good thing, you know. So yeah, I'm, in order as soon as Thursday and available on was it the 23rd? I saw yeah, 23 September. Uh, yeah, I think you can order to right away. Order Thursday. Oh, order Thursday. Thursday. No, Friday. The Friday. Ninth. Oh yeah, nine nine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. same same as the iphone you order it on 999 it that doesn't arrive till the 23rd that's when shipments yeah. of that begin 249 so yeah yeah i yeah i um i don't really need a new set of airpods pro um i mean i, I as i said but they got you wanting them <laughs> well that's the problem Pete. as as i said last week i i only use them on airplanes like that's the yeah. only time I use the pro the rest of the time I'm using the regular AirPods. And so it's like, oh, okay. okay, like, I, I mean, I'm already in for t- two active in yeah. like actively used no, sets just, of AirPods for me. 
I live in mine. I mean, obviously, I'm wired in for the show. Sure. But I, I live in my AirPods. Otherwise, they're yeah. in all day. Yeah. And when, when when I get the low power signal and low battery signal in the ear, then I put the other one in and I swap <laughs> the other one out. I usually have one in most of the time. Sure. And that's the, that's the beauty of those is that you can do stereo or you can take one out and do it one at a time that's right. in either ear. Yeah. So yeah. I've yeah. been caught by other brands that only let you use the left ear solo type thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It is Bluetooth yeah. 5.3. So as the rest of our devices catch up with that, that'll, that'll be interesting. I am actually curious now what the iPhone's Bluetooth is. Good news. I'm able to test this and look to see how that works. iPhone tech specs complete with the bitter pill and the gorgeous deep purple. Uh, yeah. Yep. I got that reference in the open, by the way. Thank you. Yes, that's right. <laughs> hush, hush. And also five, Bluetooth 5.3. Five, three. Yeah. So so there you go. Yeah. So so that may be part of the battery enhancements. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm yeah. making this stuff up. Uh, the Here's iPhone. You may not have the answer to. What's the uh, range? Is, is there any improved range with Bluetooth 5.3? <sighs> I, I don't know, Pete. That, that's a okay. that, yeah. That's far too deep. I while I'm looking at this on the iPhone though, something interesting that believe it or not makes me happy is that the iPhones 14 only have Wi-Fi six, not Wi-Fi six E. And the reason that makes me happy is because it means they're not using the six gigahertz range, and that means the six gigahertz range remains open for backhaul in the mesh. And you don't have client devices cluttering it up. And I, I really think that's a good thing. Um, it'll change. Eventually, there'll be too many client devices in the 6 gigahertz range. And the backhaul uh, gloriousness that we have now will, will go away. But for at least another year, no iPhones will be competing in that range. So I like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Time to move on to the watch, guys? Absolutely. Okay. Sure. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Where are we here with the watch? Um, Ooh, buy me one. Anyone in the room that wants to sure. pilot Pete a gift, buy me one. <laughs> well, wait, okay. So Pete, let, let's just dive in to the deep end here. Which, which model might you want, Pete? Oh, I, there's so many to choose from. Which, which of these? Are you kidding me? That ultra. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And briefly in the pre-show, I, I mentioned to you that I was trying to use my iPad as sidecar and it kept locking up on me. So at one of the points it locked up, I had to shut everything down and come back. So I missed them calling it the ultra until Got later it. on when they did the review. But I'm like, I'm looking at it and they first started talking about diving with it. And I have dived with my current watch. Yeah, sure. Maybe it's the previous generation. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it's great. You can, you know, see what time it is or, you know, but you can't do anything with it while you're down there. Right. This thing is a full-on dive computer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so it's got a hefty price tag. I believe, was it $7.99 is what I recall? $7.99 is where it um, starts. But, Pete, that's not. I don't yeah. think that's hefty for what this thing does. Well, well compared to a $349 Apple Watch. Totally yeah, different it's, it's, target market. It's you're absolutely right. And it is a, a good dive computer alone for your wrist will yeah. cost you that and more. A, a really actually a really decent one will cost you fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. So the fact that this thing is a is a dive computer and has the night mode 
and uh, you know like the orienteering functions on there and it, you know figure hey you know your tents here the trailheads there um uh, oh my god they uh, <laughs> i i am just blown away by the features they keep adding to this wearable that i outright laughed at when they were talking about a watch yeah who would ever need mm-hmm. a watch you know you, you, come on we don't need that. There's nothing, nothing you can put on a watch that I'm going to use. Oh boy, was uh, am I happy to admit that I was wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, man. I, it, you know, it's uh, GPS in the denser areas, be it the city or in the woods, both in the L1 and the L5 bands. Um, mm-hmm. The orienteering uh, turns on automatically once you go on off the grid. You know, so that hey, you know, this is where you were last on the grid, so you can find your way back. Um, the Ocean Plus, the Oceanic Plus app with the dive feature i I, i've I've already texted my wife and said uh okay christmas gift time (laughs) yeah yeah and what jumped out at me go ahead was they're talking about the temperature sensor especially how for the ladies well this so this isn't this isn't the ultra like we're we're like that's that's in i don't believe that's an ultra feature that's it yeah that's a series eight feature correct but uh, so let let me before we jump there and and we can jump there Mm -hmm. pete is there more i'm trying pete or john is there more to say about this this ultra before we move on to the the uh sort sort of more standard apple watch two two quick things one is up to two thousand nits of brightness okay so who needed night vision anyway oh Now, it isn't going to do that to you at night. In fact, it seems to have a nice automatic sensor. Yeah. The current watch does anyway, so it won't blind you at night. But being able to see it in the daytime is going to be huge. And then 36 hours of battery life. Now we're talking, baby. Yeah, I agree. And no, yeah. th- this thing, when I saw it, I my first thought was, th- thank goodness they're making a watch. Apple is making a watch for people who like chunky watches. Like I am not, I have, I have one or two chunky watches and they're fine, but they're not typically my personal style. Uh, but there's, but like chunky watches are a thing for a lot of people. Like that's a, you know, that's a, that's an aesthetic that people like. And then it was like, well, but yeah, now look what this chunky watch does. <laughs> so it, it, yeah. um, I'm curious to see. Like for you, Pete, you know, you are you are not a a chunky. I don't know you as someone who likes to wear chunky yeah. watches. So my my the, the kid, dude, I'm a pilot. Never shoot your watch. Right. Right. <laughs> so but I'm but I'm curious, yeah. like if if you wind up wearing this ultra, assuming you get one, which I think is pretty yeah. clear what's going to happen here based on the, 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 the show. <laughs> but, you know, is it something that you will wear as your daily driver? Or will it be a special use case kind of thing? And, I, and I'm honestly curious to see, how, yeah. like, how many per- people that have them use them as their daily drivers versus, oh, I'm going to go do a thing now. And so I'm going to put on my my, you know, my special watch. I don't know. I, I, if if I had to guess, I'd say daily driver. I have a really nice Citizens Aviator watch and I yeah. I, I haven't I haven't worn it in years, <laughs> which I, is too bad because I really love yeah. that watch. But uh, I, I think that would be my daily driver. The fact that I fly uh, a, a small light civil, um, yeah, good, good to have it there. All the crash detection and stuff that goes into that. All the you know with the having the phone and the off the grid and the satellite and and everything. All that integrates is is just 
That's a beautiful thing. And I know I've kind of mixed some apples and oranges and some fine. So, John, let's let's jump to the 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 non. I want to jump back for a moment. All right. All right. So (laughs) what makes the so the ultra from what I saw from the video, they're definitely positioning this for rugged mountain climbing guy. Yeah, It's the Casio G-Shock version of the Apple Watch. Yeah, I mean, some of the things that that help distinguish it, so titanium, okay, that's classy. Um, I think this differentiates it. Uh, A second speaker and three microphones, so the audio is better on this than the others. Uh, I think night mode? I don't know if that's unique to this, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. I, I think, John, I, I think to your point, so first of all, Pete said something that, that was brilliant that got lost. It is the Casio G-Shock version of the Apple Watch. I, I think there's a lot of truth in that. And I, your point about people who are, you know, the, 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 the mountaineers, the divers, all of those people are absolutely the target market for this. But I think the target market is bigger. And then this is why I like Pete's comment about the G-Shock. Because I think this watch is aspirational for a lot of people. I think there are folks that don't do a whole... I mean, they might go hike in the woods like I hike in the woods on trails, you know. <laughs> and and for, you know, less than a dozen miles at a, at a clip, right? But if you... If, if Just like the Apple Watch itself is aspirational for a lot of people who want to track their health and all of that. Like, you don't need an Apple Watch to eat healthier, Right. I mean, there's nothing inherent in the Apple Watch that makes you eat healthier, but you make the investments in the Apple Watch. It becomes this aspirational thing and you wind up it winds up being the catalyst to you changing your mind about the way you eat. And I can totally see the Apple Watch Ultra being this thing where it's like, OK, you know, I want to wear, uh, you know, a, uh, a, 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 a an explorer's watch, a rugged watch. And then you wind up doing more of these rugged things because you've sort of opened your mind to those. So I, I really think that there's an aspirational component that will be a large factor in the sales of this thing. And I, I think it's good. I don't say that judgmentally other than with good yeah. judgment. I think it's great. And I actually have one other comment now that I think about it, too. And I've, I didn't write it down. But what did they call it? The uh, the activity button or yeah. something like that? That's oh, right. Yeah. So I it's kind of an extra button on it. Yeah. Which makes it more granular. Right now, if you're going to do a workout with your watch, you say, OK, you know, outdoor run and you hit it and it gives you a three count and you start. This one looks like you can start it on on your own cue. Yeah. Um, and you can set waypoints with it, like you can custom. It's like, yeah. they call it the action button. I'm. Yeah. This is action one. Yeah. This is a thing that's interesting to me because this is very non-Apple, right? Putting in something like you know, mm. let's call this a soft switch, right? Where it's like it'll do whatever you tell it to do. Apple's never done anything like Apple doesn't typically do things like that. I don't want to say they've never done anything like that before because they probably have, but uh, but there's there's you know. That's sort of a we're putting this button here and you figure out what you're going to do with it. And it's a huge freaking button. So I like I like the idea, but it, it that's a departure from Apple. I bet there were a lot yeah. of debates internally about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But rather than using AI or ML or whatever you want to call it, which is what the current button. watch uses. Right. So yeah. speaking yeah. of the, the current got watch, me was. Uh, I have a note here. So the action button, if you press it in a certain situation, it'll set off an 86 dB, which is kind of loud. I mean, kind it could of. be louder. Yeah. But for a device of this size, and they say you could hear it from up to 600 feet away. So if you're in the middle of nowhere and you need help, 
it can't hurt to have an 86 dB siren. No, that's good. All right, so John, you want to bring us to the the Series 8 Apple Watch here? Yeah, so the thing that jumped out at me was that, so they indicate now they have a temperature sensor. Two of them. Well, what do you need that for? Um, And the thing that they're adapting it to, which I just found amazing, uh, is for the ladies, um, is it can detect if you're ovulating, which, okay, I mean, there are other ways to find that out, <laughs> I guess. But um, but they've definitely upped their health thing. I remember the in the first days of health, more than one person has relayed to both me and you, Dave, that Apple's not really taking female requirements into consideration. Oh, that, they that really upped their changed. game on this. Yeah. I. So here's the thing about that, because um, it, it just so happened, I, I chose to watch the event at, uh, over at the house on the, you know, on the 65 inch uh, OLED screen, because why not? And Lisa came in the room at the beginning of it as they were talking about the watch, which I'll point out. They talked about that, the Apple watch for 40 minutes of this event. That's a lot of time to dedicate to that product product line. Yeah. But obviously, the first thing they talked about was women's health and specifically these it's two temperature sensors. They put one. Uh, on the surface of the skin from the watch, and then one just under the display so that it can account for deltas in uh, in ambient temperature that would uh, also affect skin temperature, which is really smart. Uh, but Lisa was there, and when we were, I, I don't think I'm sharing anything I'm not supposed to share, but when we were attempting You'll know. to have, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, when we were attempting to conceive our first child, uh, Lisa, what's that banging on your studio door, Dave? That's right. Uh, <laughs> Shut up! You. Is there other texts coming in from my wife? Uh, it, Lisa started tracking her basal temperature, right, which is the baseline temperature of the day. And here's the thing: it it changes ever so slightly when a woman is ovulating. And so, what you have to do is you have to track your, you have to measure your temperature. Before you do anything, including before you get out of bed, because the simple action of getting up and moving is going to increase your body temperature potentially and throw off measurements. And you're looking for this very slight elevation in basal temperature. If I remember correctly, it's been 23 years, right? So, uh, so maybe, yeah, 23, almost 24. So, um, she had to, you know, have a, a thermometer next to her bed and a notebook, right? The, you know, the, they called it the, the journal method, right? The thermometer and journal method. Yeah. And, and it worked like she knew when she was going to ovulate. And I, I will tell you it worked. In fact, I can, I can show you my daughter, right? The proof of this twice. It worked twice. <laughs> well, the, the, I don't know that she tracked her basal temperature on this when we were trying to conceive Lucas. Uh, both kids were intentional, but I don't think we were doing it then. Anyway, um, what Apple said was that it would not tell you when you were ovulating. It would tell you when you had ovulated like it, that. And that was the thing is like a, 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 a notification would come up that says, oh, you know, we believe you ovulated on September 2nd or something like that. And it's like, well, that's not that wouldn't if we were both watching it. Like, what good would that have served? I mean, it would have confirmed what the te- what the thermometer and journaling method would have told us, but days later than it actually mattered, right? So 
I, I'm yeah. I'm not sure of the use case of this, and and I'm not sure why they spent so much time talking about it when the end result was this thing that was just historical, not informative in the moment. So yeah, I, I, don't, I, I think I don't I could know. Be wrong. Yeah. The the impression I got was obviously it's far more granular. If you forget to take your temperature one morning, sure. or even, you know, yeah. it's doing it every five seconds all the time. And I think, you know, you say, okay, you ovulated, you know, two days ago. Well, it's, you're still close. I mean, you, you can still conceive that. That's so, true. I mean, it's within that's, a few days on either fair. side. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's it, fair. It's quite as bad as the bump signs on the highway. You just hit a bump, you know. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 That? Exactly. <laughs> a little yeah. forewarning would have been good, but yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I think that's what I got out of it anyway. I, I could be wrong. I, I am not a doctor, though. I'm willing to play one uh, with no. my wife. No. Yeah. I mean, it turns out uh, <laughs> it turns out I, I'm a doctor now, as I talked yeah. about no, earlier right. this we year. Are doctors. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah so we, I we think, are doctors. I think I just violated HIPAA. I'm not sure. Yeah. So yeah. Did you did. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, I mean, I like that they're doing this. I'm also really curious what else is going to happen with this temperature sensor. I'm I know that it's not going to just be used to retroactively tell a woman when she probably ovulated, right? Like there's a temperature sensor in there that can touch your skin. I, like I can see this being helpful during workouts and watching how your body temperature changes as you're working out and and maybe or if you're on a desert island and you're about to expire from heat exhaustion I don't think you need your watch okay. to tell you you're about to, to about to die from heat exhaustion <laughs> oh, I, 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 I I like a confirmation oh sure it is good because they indicated uh, so not only can it detect so I think if your temperature gets too high or too low I think it may let you know but the other thing well, that's also my that hope. I thought was yeah. neat, and I don't think this is unique to this watch, but if your pulse rate. So, um, yeah. personally, and, you know, this isn't really hippie or anything like that, but my resting heart rate is fairly high, and my physician actually had a test. It's like, oh, well, you may have this or that, um, but, but it will let you know that as well, Absolutely. along with other physical conditions that are out of normal range, yeah. which... Yeah. And I and I I, exactly I I see that temperature sensor wind up. I I think in the future it will wind up being used for just noticing and alerting us when our our own temperatures are outside of normally anticipated ranges, which which would be a good thing. Yeah, for sure. So because I mean, especially with I mean, we as you guys probably know, we're we're having uh, the West Coast right now is having some heat events. Yeah, it's probably good to know that you're you're above average and may want to you know get some water or yeah. get some ac or something yeah yeah well i mean th in theory in theory your body will will regulate your temperature because we are warm-blooded creatures mm -hmm. not cold-blooded but there are times when our bodies malfunction right and so mm -hmm. being alerted to that would be a good thing yeah yeah, yeah. All right. i'm looking I, at, uh... I'm, I'm looking here as you mentioned before john the the apple watch series 8 uh, can work in concert with the phone on the whole crash detection thing, just providing more sensors to your point, Pete, you know, the car, the, 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 the phone that's on the car seat that flies, the watch would be able to potentially mitigate that call because it would say, Hey, yeah. you know, yeah. I, the driver didn't experience this, you know? So, um, 
I, my guess is yeah. they've sorted that out. And again, this comes back to the whole machine learning thing, right? Patterns and patterns of data. Putting a in a show that the car test track where they were just rolling cars. I like to see Apple spending <laughs> their money on important things. Uh, but but, you, you know, collecting those things where it's like, OK, the car breaks short, the phone flies, the car doesn't. OK, we know because it's a test scenario that this was not a collision. So let's put that data in the this is not a collision bucket and and let the the AI model or the machine learning model sort of crunch that and say, okay, we know what these patterns look like because you don't like the, and this perhaps to bring it all around to the, the ML conversation at the beginning, the machine learning conversation, the idea is you don't, you don't have a computer power as powerful as our watches and our phones are. They are not powerful enough to crunch all of this data in real time. The idea is you do the crunching ahead of time with this, you know, huge data set of patterns and then you just use the outcome of that to pattern match yeah. to pattern match and say, OK, we've seen this pattern before. All we got to do is compare. Oh, yep. OK, that matches this pattern. Let's follow the, you know, the the the, the instruction tree yeah. based on the reaction tree based on that. And then that's it. So, um, I, you know, having all these extra data points and hopefully CarPlay 2 becomes that uh, or one of those, then, you know, we're in good shape. I like it. The. um I like low power mode on the watch. That's going to be a helpful thing because it's honestly that sucks almost as bad, almost as bad as when your phone is about to die is when your watch is about to die. Um, And so having low power mode in watch OS nine is I like that. That's good. So, okay. I've become so spoiled by the, by the newer watch chargers that are much faster charging than the original pucks. I had, you know, I thought I'd kind of like, I think it is. And then I tested it out. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I get the whole thing charged in 45 minutes as opposed to two or three hours. So, yeah. So I think this is new. So a couple other data points here, international roaming seems to be new. It is new. It's, it's from series five and onward with the, what, as long as you're running watch OS nine, and they said you can add international roaming at little or no cost, right? Um, yeah, right. Uh, that phrase makes me nervous. <laughs> same. Uh, I, and and so, I, like, I'm not – I don't do enough international travel where I even – and I don't have a, a cellular watch. So I, this never was an issue for me. Pete, do you have a cellular watch, and has this been a thing? Uh, I, I don't, and okay. Mint Mobile, are you listening? <laughs> well, well, to be fair, Mint, Mint Mobile, no. well, you're right. They don't work with the, the watch currently. No, so you, and I think yeah. you have to have it. Yeah, and I tried to look and see if they were going to add it. it. There's nothing on their website. It just says, no, okay. we don't do that. Right. Um, and I don't, but I don't think you can walk into T-Mobile and say, put my watch on. No. You have to have a phone. I, I, cellular watch. Yeah. Yes, it is a companion plan, not a standalone plan, as yes. I understand. And, it. That's uh, right. yeah. and the ultra appears to only come in GPS and cellular, both. Not no, you can't get a cellular or a GPS alone. That's correct. So. It has to. It it does have cellular in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I I don't have one. I uh, I think that would be really cool. Lo- would love to have one. Um, and I hope that they. I think they alluded to it like faster data transfer because I've put audio books on my watch before, but you know, it takes 45 minutes oh, man. to get a book. And it's like, Oh, just stop. Yeah. You know, never mind. Because I like to be able to go out and ride my bike and have one AirPod in and listen, yeah. listen to an audio book. Sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, 
Yeah. Yeah. And then what I think was always new, also new, the Apple Watch SE second generation. Fair. We hadn't talked about that. Yeah. For the uh, for for the thrifty or cheapskates out there, which I don't know if that's going to be my first. <laughs> I I would I would go I with this if you're going to buy a new watch. I would go with the Series Eight, John. You you, you yes. don't want to cut. No, your, I agree. You don't. I don't think I need off. the Ultra. Uh-uh. I mean it it mm. it has some nice features, but yeah, yeah. No, I think for me, or maybe an earlier, slightly earlier in the refurb store, I'll, I'll have to. Uh, compare I, I, the I think I have a Series 5. I always forget, to be perfectly frank. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm using the Series 5 these days. And um, I, I'm, I'm I bought the 7 for the for the blood oxygen. I don't have that. Capability. No. Yeah. yeah. That's why I bought the 7. Um, and Mine is a Series so, 5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the Series 5 has the, you know, I, I went from the OG Apple Watch, which I'll point out. I have an OG Apple Watch that arrived on like April 24th of whatever that year. Like the day they were like delivered, it has never had its battery replaced. And at this moment, or at least yesterday, because I wore it yesterday, it still functions just fine. So I, I think I might have one of the longest running OG Apple watches, but I moved from that to the series five because of the always on screen and, mm-hmm. and it has the, the EKG or ECG, I guess is the, the right mm-hmm. way to say that. Um, so that, I mean, it like the series five is fine, John. I don't know that I'd say go that far back, but uh, you know, a series seven uh, would probably be a good place to start. Although, Although you were saying you have a, a a potentially high heart rate, so that you're you know a, a series seven would definitely help you track that. So yeah, but it looks like they added to this one low and high heart rate, uh, and that may just be Watch OS nine as opposed to the watch itself. But it looks like the you could set a gate to alert me if I'm above a certain number or below a certain number. I think that's in Watch OS nine, Pete. Uh, okay. but, but I could be wrong about that, but I, I think it is. I think that's, that's there. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. so the, um, there was one other thing. Oh, that was what I was going to say. And so of course they talked about all the great bands that they have as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. always gone third party to like AliExpress, that sort of thing for bands. Uh, but I'm sorry, Apple, I, I love your products, but your, your watch bands are way too expensive. Way too expensive. To, no, I, I, yeah, I I highly recommend everybody to do what, what you do, Pete on AliExpress or simply Amazon. You can find, you know, knockoffs of Apple's bands, including like they have those, I can't remember the name of it, but the, the bands that are, are sized, right. They don't have a a clasp or a buckle. They just stretch and you put them on your wrist and you got to buy the size between like, you know, three and nine or whatever it is. I, like there are bands on Amazon where you pick Apple's size and and get the clone of the band for nine dollars instead of thirty nine yeah, instead of forty five yeah. yeah so yeah and I'll tell you what when you do that uh, you can find some good deals early but think about it now I did that last year everybody got a new watch last year for Christmas and the stocking stuffers were like seven or eight bands yep. in there. I do the and same, so, I do the same thing. She loves it. All the different colors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I can spend 50 bucks on somebody and yeah. buy like, you know, eight different watch bands for them. And then yeah. it's just and fun. My daughter loves the colors to go to, you know, she, she got a yellow shirt on. She puts a yellow band on, you, got it. you know? Yep. Yeah, so, yep. No, it's a great idea. Go ahead, John. Here's a general question for you guys. So, 
part of the reason I have not dove into the Apple Watch ecosystem is that it's confusing because now we have eight versions or nine versions now, right? Yeah, yeah, including the Ultra. I mean, you could argue yeah. the same thing about the iPhone, though I think most of us are more in touch with the iPhone features than than the watch features. Sure. But uh, uh, the AirPods is a different story. That That, to me, is pretty simple. It's like, here's the first version, here's the second version. So it's pretty easy to tell what you get and what you don't get. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm just noodling over, is their product line getting too complex for a lot of people to grasp? Well, to uh, me, for me, the watch is, to is me, a perfect more. example. I'm, I don't know where I should get an eight or a seven or a six or a five or a four or a three or or is it, whatever. Okay, well, I don't think you can go but, back further but, than the six right now, but yeah, but let me let me let me let me dis. I don't mean to be dismissive, actually. Let me address this because you would have the same problem if you didn't have an iPhone, right? Like there is an iPhone fourteen, an iPhone thirteen, an iPhone twelve, and I don't need to keep going, right? You you know that you right. don't want to go and buy these older versions of phones, although you might say, well, I could get away with a 12. I don't need the new features, but you would be in the same sort of like swimming in that mire of, you know, the, the nitpicky differences that happened each year. Right now, there are uh, there are three mo- watch models to choose from. And, and so okay. the, like that's less than there are iPhones, right? There's a Series 8. There's the the SE version two, which they just call the SE, and there's the Ultra, and that's it. But if you want, so to they're watch, turning off the seven. You won't be able to buy the seven. Well, right? you could probably buy it on the refurb. I mean, store. through refurb, correct? Yeah, but correct, but yeah. Otherwise, it's the it's the eight. So they do keep it pretty simple, and there is a page on Apple's site, Apple.com/slash/watch/slash/compare oh, that okay. that walks you through pr- probably for you telling you why you don't want to get the SE. Right. Um, I, well, it, you know, you you want the always on display, which the SE doesn't have. Uh, you know, you you probably would want the the blood oxygen app and the ECG app, which the SE doesn't have. Mm-hmm. But this app makes it super easy. The temperature sensing the SE doesn't have. You know, it, it's got some most of these mm-hmm. features, but not all. Uh, doesn't do fast charge. So, yeah, I would hey, say you're right. And even the phones, I think they showed they showed like five different models of phones. Is that, like, here are your choices. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. Well, let's see. Is yeah. there a compare phones? Oh. Yeah, there's a compare phones, but you got to pick which three you're going to compare. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. but, it, but on the phones, you can actually on Apple's website, you can go all, all the way back to the iPhone six or the SE first generation and compare phones. Oh, wow. Can't do that with the watches. I don't I didn't, I didn't see that. So, yeah. yeah. So what's funny is, uh, and I'll give my age away here, but I remember in the 70s when those digital watches first came out, the little red LED. <laughs> the Hamilton Pulsar. The yeah. yeah the, you had to push the button to get it to come on, and then it would go off, right? Eight, and eight so you seconds, about the always-on display. Yeah. yeah. The always-on display. And I'm like, okay, it has that. So I got to watch with an always-on display. I can't tell you how often I leave it in the theater mode where, where it's off, <laughs> especially you know, especially at night in the cockpit or when sure. I go to bed. And I, you know, cause I'll wear it at bed, too, but... Uh, uh, but it's funny. It's like it, it's off more often than not. And, so, and I have to remember, you know, to turn it on. But, man, there are some great features. And, you know, one of the best ones is the flashlight mode. When I get up in the middle of the night to use the head, I, I put it on the flashlight mode. And it gives you the – there you go uh, on the video. The uh, uh, w- One of the options is a red light because red light won't destroy your night vision. And, uh, boy, that thing is bright. So yeah. you can wander through the – 
wander through the house without tripping over a pair of slippers or a dog bone or a dog or, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, so, so there is, yeah. for those of you that know about the Hamilton Pulsar, my grandfather had one and I, I, I got, I got to wear it some, which is why I, I know so much about it, Pete, <laughs> yeah. but, um, the Hamilton has said they are coming out with the Hamilton PSR, which is a, a, a remake of the Pulsar. Uh, nice. I don't, I, it, it doesn't look like it's out yet or I don't know. I can't tell you, but, um. But anyway, like you, I'll put a well, link look in the at show that notes. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Water's looks, resistance to 100 meters. Wow. Looks just like the. Uh, the original. The original. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's it, funny. But it but so. it does. It, it, it has LCD and OLED for the display. <laughs> so that didn't happen in the 70s. <laughs> didn't have OLED in the 70s, as I recall. Yeah. No, too funny. Yeah. But. It's funny though. I, I talked about it earlier. There's so many dang things that this this watch will do that you just never even thought you would use for. Yeah. Two factor authentication to get into my work website. We need two factor oh. authentication. Octa Verify on the watch. Yeah. Ding ding. Did you just try to plug? Yeah, it's me. Yeah. My 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 watch opens up. Yeah. You know my well. It unlocks my Mac. Unlocks your me. phone. Unlocks yeah, my unlocks phone. Your Mac. Unlocks your phone. And unlocks your phone. The, will unlock your watch. <laughs> it unlocks one password for me too. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah. 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 Apple no, it, Pay. Apple That's Pay. That's the beauty with Apple Pay. Yep. You know, you don't even need to have your phone with you. You can use Apple Pay anywhere once your watch has the code in it. That's right. So. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make sure Apple were the only ones who talked about the watch for 40 minutes today. So I, I started yeah, bringing the go. band in. <laughs> ah, yes, indeed. These shows are expensive, though. I got to tell you. Yeah. Because there's not one product today that they put out that I didn't particularly want. But the... Yeah. the Ultra Watch, the AirPods yeah, Pro. I, I wasn't and a new phone. Totally shocked that they didn't have any Mac hardware because it's typical for them to put that in another event. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, do right. I mean, it's been two years now since the last since the M1 came out. Oh no, they did the M2 at the WWDC. Yeah. Never mind. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gone. I'm back now. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> hey, it happens. Like there's a lot of products. To your point earlier, John. Yeah. Like there's just a lot of yeah. stuff to track. Yeah. Well, now we know we can all be highway stars and be safe, right? With our uh, with with our our yeah. iPhones and Apple Watches that are tracking things, and uh, you know, hopefully, there's no uh, no smoke on the water. So, sorry, I, I couldn't. I, I needed I needed to put two more Deep Purple references in. So, we're just perfect strangers to each other. I, I, you got to stop me. I got to go. Okay, uh, <laughs> stop uh, him before he puns again. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Thanks for hanging out with us, folks. This was fun. Feedback at MacGeekCab.com. We will be back next week with a, uh, you know, the show where we answer all your questions and share your tips and all that stuff. Thanks for hanging out with all of us folks in the chat room. I appreciate everything that you uh, that you pulled together for us while we were recording this one. It's great. Thanks to our sponsor, of course, Barebones Software with BB Edit at Barebones.com. And, uh, yeah, here we are. We're good to go. Mm. Fun stuff. Another Apple event behind mm. us. Underneath yep. us. Break out the credit card, folks. Yeah. My, my card's going to melt on Friday. The question is, will I have ordered AirPods Pro Gen 2 in addition to an iPhone? You'll have to tune in next week and find out. John, any uh, any thoughts to, to share? Um. 
Well, I guess if you're going to consider buying additional Apple products, be very careful with what form of payment you use. I'd say use your Apple card because you don't want to get caught. Made up.